0: Welcome back to Learn With Less, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. In this podcast series, we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, outline some insights about early development, and talk about life as a parent or caregiver in these early years of parenthood. The mission of Learn With Less is to provide confidence to new parents that you can support and connect with your baby or toddler without having to buy a single toy. This episode was recorded with a live audience of parents and caregivers as an added benefit to those participating in the Learn With Less curriculum online program. If you'd like to learn more about Learning With Less or about my best-selling books, Understanding Your Baby or Understanding Your Toddler, open a new tab in your browser to my website, learnwithless.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take just a moment of your time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This allows us to reach more families and share our values of education, inclusivity, simplicity, and respect when it comes to early learning and early parenthood. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody, it's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yellet, hello to the singers, hello. hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello, to the toddlers, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I will help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Today we've got a special guest on Learn With Less, Gina Kinney, an early childhood development specialist. Let's welcome her to the show. Hello to Gina, hello to Gina. Hello, 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 hello. Hello Hello to all our old friends. Hello to all our new friends. Hello, hello, hello. One last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here. Today, I am speaking with Gina Kinney of jdeducational.com. Gina is an early childhood development specialist with over 15 years experience working with children birth to six years. Her work experience has taught her that regardless of whether a child is typically developing or has some developmental delays, a parent's engagement in their child's daily lives directly correlates with their child's academic and social progress. So Gina, I am so excited to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: So I've asked you onto the show today really to speak to us about the importance of hands-on learning for young children. But first, why don't you just give us a little bit more information about you and how you really started to get into the work you're doing
1: today. Yes. So I started as a young child babysitting and then I moved into college and I started working at the children's school on campus, which we watched all the teachers and the staff and the students' kids. And I was undeclared at that point. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I loved that job. And I so enjoyed being around the kids and playing with them and helping them learn and grow. And so I decided to get my bachelor's degree in sociology and human development. And then I went on to getting my master's degree in early childhood curriculum development. And from there, I became a preschool director. That was my ultimate dream at that time was to have my own school and direct it. And so then I ended up transitioning into a new kind of career working with infants and toddlers with special needs and their families, supporting their their learning and working with speech therapists, occupational therapists, physical therapists, and also becoming a preschool consultation specialist, working with preschool teachers and staff in the area, trying to better their program. Yeah. That's more what I do today, but I still love the preschool (laughs) and being with the kids.
0: Yeah. Well, and I know that that's sort of your golden age. And of course, the Learn With Less podcast is more about the infant toddler side. But everything that we talk about today, we're going to be able to chat about the early stuff and then heading into what's coming next as well. So uh, we've spoken a lot on the Learn With Less podcast about the fact that, you know, infants and toddlers really do learn through observation and imitation and interaction with other people and with objects in the environment, regardless of whether, as you said, they are developing along a typical progression or whether they have developmental delays. This is how young children learn. So we know that it's a very much sort of a experiential process, but I would love to hear from you. How do you define hands-on learning?
1: So hands-on learning to me means that there's multiple different ways that children learn Mm -hmm. and to have an experience with an object or an activity is better than just watching someone else do the activity So I know we had talked about the multiple languages of learning Mm -hmm. and how my, my whole master's degree was on this theory by a guy named Howard Gardner, who developed a theory called the eight learning languages or the multiple languages of learning. And he talked about how children learn not just through one language, but multiple languages at a time. So uh, by moving and by touching and by seeing and by hearing and by really becoming super engaged in an activity in more than one way. And that also meets Children that are not so interested in sitting down and doing worksheets or tracing letters. There's other ways they can learn through moving and games. If adults are able to adapt the, whatever learning skill they're trying to teach that child to the way that child learns.
0: Right. And it's, yeah, it's so hard because I think, you know, we hear, I hear so often from parents like, well, you know, my toddler is, he would so much rather run and jump and climb and stuff like that than like sit and learn his letters. So what would you, what would you say to a parent who says something like that?
1: Well, and I, I like to give the example of as an adult and you walk into a classroom about trains, would you rather someone sit at the front of the room with a PowerPoint and give you the 50 top 50 top bullet points about what makes a train a train or would you rather experience through videos and through adults maybe songs or maybe stories about trains or actually getting in there and learning the mechanics of trains and how they work and and doing a lot of the stuff hands-on and most kids want to be in there hands-on they don't want to be talked at or told what to learn they want to actually experience experience it for themselves, which is how they remember what they learned tomorrow. So if someone were to give me a PowerPoint of 50 train activities and they asked me tomorrow, what were the 50 train activities? Maybe I'll say one or two. Right. But if I was actually actively engaged in building this train and singing songs about this train, I could probably tell you tomorrow 50 to 75% of what that person was trying to teach me with the train. So it's all about making sure your child is experiencing these lessons in multiple different ways.
0: Yeah. And I think it's so important to say too, that it, this does not mean that you have to go out and number one, buy expensive materials so that they can experience whatever it is you are thinking that they want to learn or should be learning about. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and spend a whole lot of money on, you know, experiences like museums and wonderful centers. Like these things are amazing add-ons that of course are wonderful and can benefit your children, but they are not the essentials. And what I think is important for the take home for parents and caregivers to hear is that that's not how we can do it at home. How we can do it at home and in a learning environment in general, say a daycare center or a school is with very simple materials materials with movement with play with you know like you said music and and in communication with each other right it's that interaction it's not about sitting and doing a worksheet it's not even about sitting and coloring uh, a worksheet it's about actually moving and playing and all of that experience with an object and with a person and you're nodding so I want to give you a chance to respond
1: Yeah, in the curriculum, like, and I create curriculum for parents to do at home with their kids and also preschool and daycare teachers do this too. And one of the trains is one of the themes that starts by, they can either watch a YouTube video of a real train going down the tracks, because some kids have never seen a train before. They don't even know what it looks like or what the railroad tracks look like. And then go to the library and get a book about trains Mm -hmm. and then encourage your child to build a train out of empty cars board boxes and maybe making the wheels out of empty toilet paper rolls coloring the box with crayons even if you have a big box and you put a couple of them back to back the kids can actually get in and out of the boxes in the different parts of the train you can talk about the front of the train the caboose of the train where does the conductor sit all <laughs> of that sort of stuff and all you needed were three big boxes and empty toilet paper rolls
0: Yep. And and look what you have. You have vocabulary, you have core strengthening, right? I mean, and again, this is a great thing for if you have an older kid and a toddler, or even an infant who's starting to sit up, like putting some cushions around them and helping them, like moving them around and working on that core. That's great. These are all like, this is simple, right? This I is how
1: the train starts at what? Two? <laughs> no. or what? I know a
0: lot of two-year-olds who love that.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: So I I love that. Let's talk a little bit about how young children experience the world through these sort of sensory experience. Mm Because number one, I think there's sort of a misnomer that's going around these days. We hear this sensory buzzword and we go to either one of two areas generally, like because of just the connotation of and parents' limited experience with this word and concept, Either we go straight to like, oh, sensory as in kids who have sensory processing issues or sensory as in, a sensory, you know, tactile experiences, uh, things that you can touch, right? Like a sensory bin, but that's not all there is to it. So what are some of the other ways that young children can experience the world through sensory experiences?
1: So sensory, if you think about the five senses that we all know, the sight, sound, auditory, the visual, the tactile, which is touch, um, all those are senses. So when you're working with kids and you want to encourage that all of those senses be used, including smell and movements, like vestibular is how the kids are moving. That's another way to engage with the world. And so the sensory and the sensory system is how your body is responding to all of these things that are around them at once. So if you want to do a tactile bin, like with Play-Doh, then add some sweet oils to the Play-Doh. So now it's not just touch, it's they smell something good. Or if you want to do a movement activity with a ball, you can run up to the ball and kick it. And maybe there's three or four different colors of balls. So they're visually seeing all those different colors while they're moving in and getting that vestibular input. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even swinging and counting and all of those different activities have multiple sensory components to them and yeah. I think that is what kids respond to the most absolutely uh, and it's how we we see the world as adults yeah so we experience it 10 times as,
0: right as right, as right. and there's like we talked about there's a lot of research that even indicates that like babies experience the world with this sort of sensory, sensorama kind of thing where they're literally, they're like smelling uh, color and seeing how something tastes. Like it's it's just a very different sense of things. And I think the other piece of, of the puzzle here that I want to take home for parents is the fact that like everything is a sensory experience. <laughs> literally, like- <laughs> If you Even are walking, walking up the driveway with your child, how right. can you make that more learning, more of a learning experience? Meaning, how can you engage more senses? How can you incorporate more of these sort of four pillars that I talk about in terms of play, talk, sing, and move into any experience that you're that you're engaging with your child? So right, yeah, that's right. great. Well, let's take just a brief break to hear a word from our sponsors, and then. We will hear a few tips from Gina about supporting early development through hands-on learning, and we'll hear about some of her favorite resources for parents and caregivers interested in learning more about this topic. As a parent or caregiver of an infant or toddler, you want to make sure you're doing it right. But everywhere you look, there's another learning toy or fancy subscription box that you don't have room for and that your child seems to lose interest in all too quickly. You want to support your infant or toddler's development, but you struggle to find the right toys or enough time and energy to do it. You just want the map to get through these first few years and find more joy in the journey as well. If any of this rings true for you, you're in the right place. Right now, I am giving away my Infant-Toddler Development Blueprint, a straightforward guide that will help you discover the four major areas of development in the first three years of life and what's involved in each of those areas, find out what you can do to support development using what you already have in your home. Learn how to follow my four pillar framework to maximize the time you're already spending with your tiny human and much, much more. If you are ready to boost your infant or toddler's learning, stop feeling like you're winging it all the time and simplify your life. Head to learnwithlens.com blueprint and download my free infant toddler development blueprint today. Okay, Gina let's get into it. We would love to hear your top tips for parents and caregivers who really just want more ideas for supporting their little ones through hands-on learning experiences. So what are some of your best tips for families who need a few more ideas and support?
1: Um, My favorite thing to do is just pay attention to what your child loves to do. I think that that is the key. Do they love to move? Do they love to sing? Do they love to dance? Mm -hmm. Do they love to do artwork or paint? And just encourage more of that. and (laughs) Incorporate different things that they like to do and then incorporate different or new skill sets that you want them to teach within that learning language that they've already demonstrated to you that they love doing. Lovely, yep. And then we, we already talked about was not to go out and buy a ton of things. To you yep. already have at home, there's so many different ways that you can manipulate objects from ice cubes to blankets and pillows and boxes and wooden spoons from the kitchen and tape and paper and all sorts of things that you already have at home and you can do activities in five or 10 or 15 minutes or just let your kids go for as long as they want to or as short as they want to I think those are really really important that all different attention spans and all kids um, and it's fine they're developing and growing and and we expect them to want to go run around the, the, the house every 20 minutes. That's normal. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> right. I think a lot of parents think like, okay, I've set up, now I've set up this activity that I found on Pinterest that looks so great and that is perfect for my kid because I know he likes yes. trains or whatever it is, right? Right. But, but he's only interested in it for two minutes and then he destroys it or he goes over to the other side of the room and it's like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. how long it lasts. That's how long any yeah. given activity probably is going to last unless you can add more of the sort of repetitive pieces of it or add more interesting ways to play with that object or vary it a little bit, right? We we talked a lot on the podcast about repetition with variation. That's the key to so much of play with infants and toddlers and beyond. But it's really, I think, giving families a sense of how long something is most likely going to last. And this is, again, this is another reason why like, you don't go out and buy those expensive materials or spend all this time preparing an activity because is literally going to last five seconds. <laughs> right. And that's exactly. it, Ellie. So, the best thing to do is just to create some open ended experiences or opportunities, set out some stuff that you already have, and go from there and see what happens. Right. I love right. okay. Great. And I wanna say too that as we get into resources also, you mentioned that you have this amazing curriculum, which is perfect for the sort of toddler slash incoming, like preschool and, and kinder, incoming right. kindergarten sort of set. Right. And so with those kinds of things and the learn with less curriculum and things covered in the understanding your baby and understanding your toddler books, like you're covered, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um so let's hear a little bit about some. Some of your favorite resources to share with families. I would not hear some of the stuff that you've created and then what, what other kinds of things you love to share with families as well.
1: So um, I created what I found was that a lot of parents were struggling with finding out how to teach their kids skills that they would need for success in kindergarten. Now that their kids are developmentally ready for some of these more advanced learning things, like learning the alphabet, learning their colors and shapes, and all those other things that we look at towards success in their first week of school, we don't want them to fall behind or be frustrated. I created some activities you guys can do at home with your kids that teach those skills through these hands-on learning techniques. So it's a little bit different. It's not worksheets to print out. It's not things to cut out and cutesy crafts to do. It's very open-ended, play-based, hands-on activities that actually teach the skills that preschool teachers teach based on the kindergarten standards. But these teach in the way that children learn best. I have it either printed on Amazon. You can buy them in the books or I have a membership class where I walk you through everything and help you adapt the activities to your children and your family individually and give you ideas of substitute materials if you don't have something. So you don't go out and buy that expensive thing or um, if your child doesn't want to sit and do this activity, what could we do instead? Or if you have a busy family and you're learning on the go all the time or in the car or at the park or we I help adapt all the activities to anything because really kids learn everywhere and so that's what's in the membership course right now it's for kids It's open right now today for kids that are starting kindergarten in 2020 so Uh older kids but then in the spring we're opening it up for the three-year-olds
0: very cool so this is great for all of you guys who are sort of aging out of the you know birth to 3 age this is what we really focus on so i just i believe so wholeheartedly in what you're doing Gina and i'm so happy to have a, a place where we can send people as they age out of our curriculum as well first of all where can we find those things on your website jbeducational.com is that right
1: yes then if you go to the website there's a there's two drop down menus one says for parents And one says for teachers. So if you're a parent or you can drop down there or if you even, I have some parents that have little daycares or in co-op groups. Yeah, or those little things, they use those activities in there also. So there's two different memberships, obviously, for very a teacher cool. or for a parent. <laughs> yeah, very nice. There. And, and then, have- uh,
0: what are some of the other kinds of things that you like to recommend the parents look at? What are some uh, like?
1: Well, there's the other, the other thing I have on my website is the Soothing Sammy Kit that teaches emotional, social, and emotional skill sets, teaching mm-hmm. us how to calm down and manage their emotions. Because I know we talked about how just because. the Kids know all of their academic skills for kindergarten. That's only half the battle. Right. The other part is that they can understand how they feel, communicate their feelings, problem solve, share space and toys with other kids. And so "Soothing Sammy is a book and a parent set i created that teaches kids how to do that in a hands-on way. Sensory based way <laughs> <I know. laughs> we're talking about in a way they remember. So that's the other thing I have on there. So that is the social emotional support and then the academic support. Right. And then I it's know it's, it is
0: a two sided, pr- two pronged thing. And I was sharing with you also before we started recording that we went to a kindergarten panel because my son is starting kindergarten. And it was a question that had come out by some of the parents asking all these kindergarten teachers, What is the best way? What can we do over the summer? to make sure that our kids are ready and or like how do we know that our kids are ready for kindergarten and the answer that i'm so happy that all of the kindergarten teachers agreed upon was i can teach your child to read i can teach your child math what i cannot teach your child are those social emotional skills that they need to come into kindergarten with like impulse control emotional regulation being able to sit and being able to be ready to learn that's what play does that's what a play-based curriculum does that's what what you as the parent can do and support with emotional language and with tasks that just help with all of those things. We've had so many great podcast episodes of in the past about, you know, how to teach these skills. But I just want to say, I think it's so awesome and so important that you, Gina, are addressing both sides of that because it is two sides of the same coin. What about other resources or books or things like that that you like of others?
1: One of my favorite things, and you can Google these, is to look up Reggio Amelia. Art. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It looks like, but a process based art. And yes. I that is so important. It's all talks about how to learn by doing. And it's not really what the art project or the craft looks like at the end. It's mm-hmm. the process of how they got there. That's where they're building their skills. Yeah, and
0: we actually, this is great because we actually have a great episode of, in the past with Julia Lindstedt, who is the founder, co-founder of Kid Art Lit. And the whole episode is about pairing process art and early literacy for infants and toddlers. So guys, go out and read that. Listen to that. I'll send you the link too, Gina. Yeah,
1: I'm a huge fan of that.
0: Yeah,
1: That's so great. great. Reggio, so. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and awesome. Last one. I know last time we did talk about the book for creating an outdoor environment. It's called Outdoor. It's like Outdoor Playscapes, I think is what it's called. Yes. Outdoor Playscapes. And it was notes. such a cool book. That teaches all the different ways you can bring what you're learning inside, outside. And I know you oh. had a question about that. We can get into more into that. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's one of my favorite books.
0: Well, thank you so much, Gina. This is awesome. And thank you to all our participants of the Learn With Less curriculum who are here listening live as a benefit to our membership community. We are going to continue the discussion and open up for a Q&A session for you guys in just a minute. But for everyone listening from home or on the go, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye, bigger kids. Goodbye, all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye, I Ellen. Goodbye to Jean. How we laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thank you so much, everyone. The Learn With Less podcast brings you information, tips, and resources about all things parenthood and early childhood. Don't forget to download our free infant-toddler development blueprint by heading to learnwithless.com blueprint today. And if you haven't yet done so, please do leave a review of the Learn With Less podcast on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That helps other people find the good work we're doing. And after you've done that, go ahead and share Learn With Less with a friend or colleague. See you next time.